0: In the last episode, a few important terms used in Immanuel Kant's Critique of Pure Reason were introduced. Terms like presentation, or representation, intuition, sensibility, cognition, and object. Before moving on in transcendental aesthetic, to gain a clearer understanding of what these terms mean and how they're used, I'd like to take things a little deeper. Imagine being in a room with no windows and a closed door. The only person in the room is you, but there are several things in the room with you some furniture, a painting on the wall, a plant in a corner. It seems someone took the time to arrange the room according to their tastes. Further, imagine there are people outside the room who, unable to see and would like you to give them an idea of what the room looks like from your point of view. However, the only way you can get information to them is by putting it on paper and sliding it under the door. You have some paper and a pencil. You think about writing down a description of what you're looking at, but the artist in you decides to make a detailed sketch of the scene before you. You finish it, look it over for a few seconds, and satisfied you've represented the room from your point of view quite nicely, you slide it under the door. A few minutes later, the drawing comes back with the words, Nice work, thanks, written on the backside. You write, Thank you, now please let me out, and slide it back under the door. Ten minutes later, panic starts to set in. Though the people outside the room had no access to the room directly, they did get a visual representation from you. And since the representation came out of the room by being passed under the door, they concluded that the representation did indeed refer to the room's interior. Now for you, all you had to do was look at the room and your sense of it was immediate. As far as you were concerned, you had direct access to it and saw it as it was. Or did you? Objectively speaking, weren't you yourself only given a representation of the room? Through the senses, the mind has a way of representing the world outside your skull but the degree to which we can know the objects that affect us through the senses is limited by our perceptual apparatus. We can't, as Kant says, know the room and its objects as they are in themselves. So you're given representations, which is to say that your mind has the capacity to represent the external world internally. According to Kant, "...the capacity for receiving representations through the mode in which we are affected by objects is called sensibility." And sensibility gives us intuitions. Now, intuition is one of the Kantian terms that gives many readers trouble. Most people think of intuition as something like a gut feeling or something rooted in instinct. For example, if you meet someone for the first time, say a real estate agent, you may say your overall impression of the person based on that first meeting is informed by your intuition. The example in the last episode concerning a suspicious-looking character in a shadowy back alley prompted you to appeal to intuition to make a judgment about this person. Yet, in Kantian terminology, intuitions are conscious presentations which refer directly to objects. A single intuition refers to a single object. Now, admittedly, this doesn't make things absolutely clear, and it's an unfortunate fact that many scholars still find Kant's idea of intuition difficult to grasp. It might help to think of intuition in different ways. First, think of it as a happening. Kant says... Quote, "...intuition takes place only insofar as the object is given to us." Unquote. However, he also says, quote, "...by means of sensibility, objects are given to us, and it alone supplies us with intuitions." Unquote. So now we have intuition as something that takes place, and we have intuitions as things that are given to us. If there is indeed a distinction here, we realize that we need to be even more careful in our reading of Kant. Now, before trying to sort this out, recall Kant's definition of sensibility. Quote, the capacity, a receptivity to acquire presentations as a result of the way in which we are affected by objects is called sensibility, Unquote. and recall that a presentation is a representation of something in the mind, a perception. Kant says quote, our intuition by our very nature can never be other than sensible intuition. Unquote. In short, no sensibility, no intuition. Sensibility, put slightly differently, is, quote, our mind's ability to receive presentations insofar as it is affected in some manner, unquote. He means affected by an object. So, our mind's ability to receive a presentation upon being affected by an object in some way is sensibility. Imagine standing in front of a tree on a sunny day. Light rays strike your retinas, electrical signals travel inward through the optic nerve. In your mind, the tree is represented, meaning you have a presentation of it. If the wind is blowing and the leaves of the tree are rustling, pressure waves will ultimately cause sensory cells in the cochlea to create electrical signals that will also make their way inward, and there will be a presentation of sound as well. So if we have sensibility, we have the ability to have presentations caused by something that affects us in some way via the senses. Also, if we have sensibility, intuition can take place, which means we can have cognitions that refer directly to the objects that affect us. Kant's original definition of intuition in transcendental aesthetic was given as, quote, In whatever way and by whatever means a cognition may refer to objects, still intuition is that by which a cognition refers to objects directly, unquote. Remember that, according to Kant, cognitions are objective conscious presentations. He also says that there are two types of cognitions, intuitions and concepts. He says, quote, An intuition refers directly to the object and is singular, unquote. So it looks like at least some of the presentations we get upon being affected by some object in some way are intuitions. And the process of getting these intuitions through sensibility is called, wait for it, intuition. (sighs) Really, Emmanuel, could you have made this any more confusing? Of course, it's possible that using only English translations of the critique might be the primary source of the confusing terminology. But after around 230 years of Kant scholars picking apart his most important work... We can only assume that Kant had some issues with clarity. One last note concerning empirical intuition. In terms of external objects and their effects on our minds, we can look at it basically this way. An object affects us through the senses, causing a sensation. Sensation results in a change within us, a reorientation of the mind, and through some process, one we haven't discussed here, we end up with an intuition. Intuition, which refers to the object through sensation, is called empirical intuition. So, in our example of the tree, we can see what kind of intuition that was. Of course, this is in no way a complete picture. It was just to demonstrate a way in which to think about intuition as it is in Kant's critique of pure reason. Anyway, we can think of intuition, with a capital I, as a process that yields intuitions with a lowercase i. Kant might have protested such a simple way of looking at intuition, but we can find a lot to protest about in Kant's writings. Then again, it's likely most of us aren't the type of person that Kant was writing for in the critique in the first place. Thank you for listening. Until next time.